Do you love horror and fantasy? If so, don't miss out on Gabriella Balcom's novella Down With The Sickness and Other Chilling Tales. It'll have you shivering right on the edge of your seat. Dive right into these macabre horror stories, but be careful not to close your eyes. Evil lurks unseen, supernatural beings keep watch, and monsters lie in wait. Some plot vengeance while others crave human flesh. Crystal longs to be a rock star, but what would she do to make her dream come true? Lie? Kill? Elaine goes to extremes to be like Sonora, but isn't the only one wanting to be someone else. Betty struggles to breathe after Rodney blows smoke in her face, then he does worse. But the Watchers have something special in mind for him. Wahasi stalks through the swamp in crocodile form, infuriated at her lack of food. But she has a plan, and the townspeople better watch out. A brat. Brad defies his parents and tries to hurt his sister, but he's not the only bully around. Abner is delighted to visit Aogigahara Forest, which is rumored to be haunted, but Sharon isn't. Shane dares Angeline to spend the night in the Devil's Hand, which is supposedly cursed. Trisha is prideful about her looks and bullies a younger girl, but she has a surprise visitor. Life post-Covid included nuclear bombs and death. Cole, Vera, and Marianne have little left to eat and need to forage, but rovers are out and about and must be avoided at all costs. Dean likes pushing people around, but when he damages his grandfather Charlie's Venus flytraps, Charlie isn't the only one who's upset. Gabriella Balcom's book includes all of the above and more, and the readers have been gushing about her creations. Wow! Just freaking wow! I was deeply disturbed, loved every minute. Bravo! A masterpiece in the horror genre. Heartbreaking and devastating. Holy shit, that was so creepy. I loved it. I want more, more, more. Dang it. I got chills reading this story. Exciting and horrific. Multifacetedly disturbing. Very well written. If you're ready to sink your teeth into Gabriella Balcom's novella Down With The Sickness and Other Chilling Tales, click on over to Amazon.com now. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Myth Bits. You made an excellent choice. G'day from SA. This is Tim here with episode 239 of the World of Myth Bits. Hi everyone, I know from the last episode, the genre, what's your favourite genre episode, if you were listening in, I know I did promise possibly there would be uh, a chat with uh, the wonderful Jim Bates uh, in in this episode or the next episode, Um, I can confirm 
Jim was a bit busy this week, so uh, we're trying to tie it up for um, episode 240 of the podcast. So please uh, bear with me for this one, um, but if you're like really keen to hear uh, what it is that Jim has to say, um, definitely, definitely tune in for, uh, for next week for episode 240. And I'm yeah, a little bit excited. I'm, uh, I'm a bit of a fan of Jim's work. A, uh, a great, a very skilled writer of, uh, of multiple genres. Um, but you always get that sense that it's Jim's work, like regardless of what it is, whatever genre it is that he's writing or whatever story type that he's writing or the, uh, the amazing haikus that, uh, that he's re- regularly um, sharing on Facebook and uh, that sort of thing. Yeah, very, uh, very, talented, uh, very talented writer. So yeah, I'm very, very, very keen to uh to hear what it is that Jim has to say. But for this episode, uh I thought I'd slip one in um sort of checked with uh with our wonderful CEO Mr. David K Montoya uh just doing a, a bit of a um a light theme this one. Uh this is uh a day in the life or a week in the life or a month in the life. We'll uh, we'll see how far we expand it. Uh and um with what I've been up to this month, uh, August, that's just sort of flown past us all. Um, we are, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see how, uh, how the subject, how the theme sort of uh, weaves and morphs and turns. But before we get into that, got a little bit of housekeeping to get through. So do, 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 do. let's have a bit of a look. Here we go. So. Off the bat, actually, it's a long list from Dave this time. Thank you, sir. So, uh, right off the top, number one, uh, Zombie Works Publications, an imprint of Dark Myth Publications, has issued an open call for submissions for their annual horror anthology. This year, it's titled The Monster Within, Tales of the Tortured Mind. The theme of the book will be human killers and murderers. The depravity of the human mind can be worse than any mythical creature. So if you're keen to submit to that, and who's not keen to submit to, uh, to a fun, uh, disturbing horror anthology? Well, well, I guess it's not for all of us, no. But uh, those, for those of us who are keen, uh, make sure that you jump on the website www.zombieworks as one word www.zombieworks.us and click on open call for submissions and learn more uh yeah i encourage you definitely definitely if you've got a uh, a dark twisted tale about humanity uh definitely definitely make sure that you uh, you jump on the site um i've sent mine in with my fingers crossed Hopefully, uh, hopefully it's good enough to make the grade. Um, I did make it into last year's. Uh, I think it's unwanted, the the one about um, the anthology about possessions and hauntings and uh, and that sort of thing. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm thrilled that I uh, I had one make it into there. Um, it's the um, 
ZombieWorks are only looking for 20 submissions. So, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely make sure that you uh, you get in quick. Uh, and, um, yeah, good luck to everybody who uh, who's submitting for that. It's uh it's always a great uh a great anthology always great book of uh of some very very dark and interesting stories and on to number two dark myth publications will be releasing the world of myth magazine in print and ebook so that's coming up very 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 soon so that's uh only a couple of weeks away i reckon um so I don't know what the price for the print edition will be, uh, and I don't know if the print edition will come out or be available at the very same time as the um, the ebook. Uh, but Dave's wanted me to mention here as well that we need to always remember that the ebook version will always be free. There will, there will be never never a charge for the ebook. Uh, but if you wanted a print copy, I yeah, I'm, I guess we jump on MythMart uh, come um, the twenty fourth of September, and yeah, we can uh, we can check out prices then, I suppose. And then on to number three, Dark Myth Comics is almost finished with issue number twelve, uh, and want to welcome the new team of writer Kevin Hopkinson and artist G.D. Patrick starting with issue number 13 so that's pretty cool Uh, I reckon for us comic book fans out there this will be a good combination G.D. Patrick of course has done a few of the cover images I reckon at least one maybe a couple more of the um World of Myth magazine uh, that's uh, that's come out. Uh, I reckon April this year was the last one. Or was it March this year? March, April this year. But I I reckon um, GD Patrick's definitely. Um, when I've done the reviews of the um, the magazine, I reckon uh, that name. Is definitely familiar with um, with the art gallery. Though I reckon GD Patrick's got a um, a few images in there, uh, and always like top notch, uh, a very talented artist. Um, and uh, Kevin Hopkinson, uh, looking forward to yeah, sort of seeing how um, how this combo sort of works out. And uh, Issue 13, what an interesting numbered issue to uh, to kick it off with. Okay, uh, on to number four for housekeeping. The countdown is on, as there are only 21 days until we learn who will become the grand prize winner of the Open Contract Challenge. The 2023 uh, fifth year of the Open Contract Challenge. We will finally, finally discover first, second and third place. This is uh, this is probably one of the greatest, the best kept secrets uh, in the writing world. I believe that's that's my personal opinion, uh, but I'm very very excited to uh, to discover. Um, yeah, the we we know who's in the running for the top two. 
Um, but yeah, the greatest mystery, uh, interestingly, has been um, for third place. There's, there's not even a mention of um, who who's sort of up there. Uh, yeah, it's been a um, a very very interesting way of uh, of announcing the different place getters uh, and prize winners. Uh, and what a great prize! Like the um, first prize, fabulous, of course. But say even second prize and third prize are pretty cool. Like, um, who doesn't want to write a story and get paid for that story? Uh, and then, if you can get it published, the that's like the the amazing icing on the cake. So for those of us who do know that we're not in the running, uh, I am sure that uh, that we are already plotting ahead to year six to 2024. Uh, the open contract challenge will continue uh, and will be um, a uh, a great launch pad for um, for the talent of the day. Uh, and um, Dark Myth Publications. Uh, produce some really cool looking books. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, I, um, from personal experience, uh, I've got a couple published by them now. Um, and uh, fingers crossed, hopefully, there will be, uh, be more opportunities just around the corner uh, for, um, for that trend to continue. And then, where are we? Do, do, do. Oh, here we go. Uh, number five, September 1st is the first day to register for audio advertisements for the JZO Modcast. So contact Dave and get your spot while available. We, need, we all need to remember that last time the entry, uh, the entire year was filled up within the first week of registration. So this is a very, very, very popular uh, opportunity. So, uh, so if you're keen... Um, I would be jumping on now, basically, while you are listening, uh, make sure that you jump on to your um, email account and um, send our uh, fearless CEO a, um, a bit of a line saying, yep, I'm keen, uh, what are the prices, what do I get, um, lock me in, for sure. Then number six. Don't forget to head to pick up your favorite independent author books uh, at mythmart.com. Mythmart.com. I love mythmart.com. Uh, it is a, uh, a very easy to navigate website, which has um, yeah, lots and lots of uh, variation of, uh, of different writers, different writing styles, different... Um, you've got poetry books, you've got uh, children's novels, you've got um, novellas, novels, um, prize winners, uh, t-shirts, um, there's, yeah, something something for everyone. It's uh, a, a, a widely eclectic uh, range of, um, yeah, different bits and pieces that I thoroughly, thoroughly encourage you to uh, to go and visit www.mythmart, M-Y-T-H-M-A-R-T, as one word, dot com. Uh, yeah, and um, great prices 
especially for us in Australia and Canada now, uh, Dave's managed to to wrangle a great deal with um, with shipping and postage and uh, and whatnot. And so now it is far, far, far cheaper for um, for us to get stuff from MythMart. Uh, forget about your Amazons. Um, the authors and the producers and the creators are, are actually far better rewarded if you go to MythMart.com. Uh, and we appreciate that. We appreciate that support. We appreciate the fact that um, Dave and Steph uh, and the, the rest of the team um, that they're trying to give authors the best opportunity that they possibly can, creators, trying to reward us uh, for every purchase that's made. So, And um, just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for, um, for trying to, uh, to support us in, in that way. Uh, I think it's a beautiful thing. Um, and then Dave's got, uh, just on the end here of housekeeping, just a brief overview of the, um, the meeting of the board of directors. So the meeting, the, the board of directors met last Sunday and just a few things that have happened from that. I know Dave's got seven, eight, nine, ten, etc., etc. but I'm just going to sort of rattle off now. So the first thing that's come from the uh, the meeting of the board, uh, Stephanie J. Barty, uh, the wonderful looper, will become the editor-in-chief of both publications and comics. Oh, wow. That's, yeah, wow. Okay. Um, it's a big deal. Congratulations, Steph. Uh, but it's a bigger deal when we look at so chief of, chief, editor-in-chief of both publications and comics merging the two into one position known as the editor-in-chief of the Jayzo Mon Dark Myth Company. Congratulations to you, Stephanie J. Barty, editor-in-chief of the Jayzo Mon Dark Myth Company. Uh, also, it was agreed that next year, Dark Myth Publications will be producing double its products than this year, uh, which will be a total of 22. So, they've, they've, um, so Dark Myth have got... 11 scheduled for publication for um, for 2023. 2024, jumping to 22. I assume that is the 11 is um, books, comic books, and the 22 will include books, comic books. I'm not entirely sure, but um, I... I can only assume that's the case. Um, Dave's got a bit more info here. With anthologies coming out of each imprint, as well as Steph's 2024 lineup in the main brand. Okay. And then with all that said, Michael A. Arnold was hired to be the new manager. Sorry. Michael A. Arnold was hired to be the new managing editor of Dark Myth Publications and will focus on the division's imprints. Okay, so Steph's getting help. I think. That kind of makes sense. And then Mike Lutz, and oh, it's cute, Dave, that you've put Lutz in brackets for me. Um, I have a mate here in Murray Bridge who's also a Lutz, so pff, Lutz is not a hard 
not a hard surname for me. But uh, but thank you for the guidance. Uh, so Mike Lukes has been hired as the new managing editor for Dark Myth Comics. Okay, so we've got Michael A. Arnold is managing editor for um, for the books, and Mike Lukes is going to be helping out with um, managing editor for the comics. Okay, yeah, cool. All right, now that sounds good. Smart move. Uh, and then. Henry Heinrich has been promoted to publisher of Dark Myth Comics. Uh, Joshua C. Adante. Adante. Yeah, that one I did need help with. Thanks, Dave. Has been hired as the company's payroll and royalty agent and will start his new job by doing a company audit. From 2004 to now. Oh, wow. 20 years. Oh, about 20 years. Okay. Good luck, Josh. You've got this. Um, the majority of the board agreed to begin offering $100 US, $135 Canadian, $154 Australian credit at MythMart. The play is to offer 12 months financing, and once you've paid off your balance... Your credit line will go up. So keep your eyes out for that. Huh. That's interesting. I might need to check in with you, Dave, to see what that actually means. But yeah, lots and lots and lots going on at the company. Um, don't forget as well, uh, mythmart.com, the, uh, the book of the month. You can jump on. You can... Um, schedule for like there's uh there's small commitments there's larger commitments there's like annual um so that you make sure that you don't miss a book of the month as well uh also um there's uh, e ebooks oh how are you doing ebooks dave the um what i'm curious oh what was it the um last week's announcement uh, about the um, second place from Open Contract Challenge from 2022, and that book is now out in ebook form uh, through MythMart.com, I think. Definitely through Amazon, but through MythMart.com, I reckon. Um, and of course, my book, uh, Myrtle Norton's Guide to World Domination, that is definitely on. Um, Mythmart, it's only a short one, uh, lovely, lovely little parody. Um, if you like your fantasy with a twist, uh, definitely, definitely go check that out. Um, and great prices too. I, I love the fact that the, the pricing on Mythmart is very, very reasonable for the, um, for the good quality book that, uh, that sort of comes out. Uh, and of course, um, I've got The Neighbor on there, um, there's uh, some of Peggy's stuff on there. Uh, I reckon Michael A. Arnold has got some books. Walt, you've got some books on there as well. Uh, Jim, um, Jim Bates, who uh, we will be hopefully uh, chatting with for um, the podcast next week. Uh, he's got some books on there as well. Um, definitely the alien one that um, that he's been doing story time. If you uh, if you follow Jim on um, social media. 
uh, yeah, the, the, the fun um, story time sessions that, uh, that he's been doing. Yeah, been really, really cool. So keep that up, Jim, uh, and write more and publish more. Uh, and looking forward to seeing uh, more of your stories, uh, more of everybody's stories in the, um, the upcoming magazine, uh, the e-magazine uh, and the print publication which is, yeah, super-duper exciting. Uh, that's only in for, what do you reckon, 20-ish days? Um, and, um, yeah, uh, hopefully, hopefully, we're, uh, we'll all start getting um, these wonderful emails from the, one, uh, the amazing Looper to say, yes, your stories have been accepted, uh, your poems have been accepted, We've loved your artwork and we want to include it in the September edition of um, the World of Myth uh, e-magazine. The new look. uh, It's all very, very exciting. But that's what we've got for for housekeeping this week. And so let's jump into um, a day in the life. A day in the life of Tim. Uh, And... um, my uh, my week has been an uh, an interesting one. I've already jumped from day to week, uh, and uh, I uh, I must admit that uh, that some time in the very 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 near future I will probably jump to month as well. But um, I was lucky enough to go to a conference for work uh, in my role uh, working for um, as the team leader of our local library here in Maybridge. I work for our local council and um, it's good to find out from community what it is that they need, what it is that uh, we, we have our own um, idea of what we can possibly supply to community for, uh, for services and for, um, for different pockets, what, uh, what they need, what they want, um, what will be helpful uh, what will be entertaining, uh, but the, to actually hear from community themselves uh, is um, is probably rarer than it should be, and um, <coughs> excuse me, it's these types of conferences are, are a great opportunity to sort of hear directly from community and directly from business and. Um, Businesses that are supporting community as well. I think that's the thing. We as council uh, need to understand that we don't need to do it all. We don't need to do it all by ourselves. Uh, but we, what we do need to do is stop putting red tape and stop putting obstacles in the way of organisations that are trying to support community as well. So we don't have the monopoly on being um, in the community service space. We are there and we need to be there for a particular reason. But we need to understand that we don't have to do it all and we can possibly work with other organisations, but also we can let other organisations be in that space and do other things that we can't do or if they are doing things that we are doing but doing them better, maybe we should either support them and step away 
or just step away entirely if they don't even need our support. So it's, um, yeah, it's, and then it, I guess it's up to us to, uh, to direct community towards them as the service supplier. Is that too big and bold a, a statement or comment? The, it, uh, it was interesting actually being at the conference and being there with, um, with my colleagues as well. Um, I, I didn't see too many from, uh, from library services, uh, but lots and lots from community development. But I think the, um, the sort of information that came out of the session maybe it was it would have been better for it was like being preached to with a message that we already kind of knew or there was some new stuff in there but i think it was probably important that those that aren't working in the community development space or those that are making budgeting decisions for council as a whole um, or government as a whole maybe it's a, it was a good opportunity missed um, that those types of people that we're trying to convince what we're doing and why we're doing it they were absent where they may have got the message that they needed to hear but anyway that was that was uh, that was one one day out of um last week for me and then of course uh of course um and then why would you know uh then i had um my um i'm a registered first aid officer at the um the council that i work for and my first aid training had expired by at least a year possibly three years maybe more years um but anyway uh i um i had a whole day of uh of first aid training as well and while that wasn't a physical day it was most certainly a mentally exhausting day and then to turn around finish up rush through and finish up the training and then to have to go back to the library to finish off the day and close up it was yeah it was a real weird sort of yeah it was um i i feel a couple of days in from the training i feel that if something did happen it's fresh enough in my mind now that i could step in uh without really needing to think too much um and assist um not make too many mistakes and um yeah hopefully um save a person or a situation if it if it required it uh one of the interesting the most interesting things that sort of stood out for me with the trainer that did the day one of the last comments that he gave was but we need to remember, even if nothing sticks, that any first aid, any support is better than no support at all. So if something does happen 
and nothing sort of comes back to mind, even if you grab something to stem the bleeding, or even if you um, wrap some plastic wrap around that burn because you remembered that um, stuff with fibers like t-shirts or uh, tea towels or um, bed sheets or that sort of thing, if um, if they stick to the burn, badly burned area, then it's going to be a nightmare removing that. Whereas if you have um, cling wrap, it um, it keeps the the air out, protects the nerve endings, and it doesn't leave little fibers uh, when it's when it's removed. So the yeah the like little things sort of just stick in your mind. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so I, I am now, uh, once again, a trained first aid officer, uh, which I am, uh, I'm very proud to say. I think it's very important that people even just learn the basic first aid, but then, um, learning your, your CPR, um, like, uh, cardiac pulmonary resuscitation, uh, your, um, how to use a defibrillator. I've mucked that word up, but the the um, shock device. Uh, and they they these things are appearing everywhere. Uh, I don't know about other countries, but um, but here in Australia, uh, there's major major reform happening. That um, every swimming pool, every um, Ah, uh, hospital, but um, every shopping centre will have like one or two. Um, uh, the the local library where I work have now have got one. Um, our um, other council facilities have definitely had them installed. Um, <clears throat> and they're, they're, the cool thing is they're really easy to use. The, once you've turned them on, they sort of, you just listen to the voice that tells you what to do. Uh, so those, those that haven't had training can still successfully use them as long as they stay calm and as long as they don't panic. Because when it comes down to it, <coughs> they are electrical devices uh, and they are sending a shock to the heart. And the one thing that I thought was interesting was I thought that it actually shocked the heart back into starting again. But what it does do is it shocks, it electrocutes the heart to make it stop. And then the brain kicks in and goes, the heart stopped, I've got to start it up again. And so it's like muscle memory. The brain tells the heart, you're meant to be pumping. And the heart just goes, oh, and then it starts to pump again. And that's why if the heart has stopped it works, and if the heart is in a weird rhythm, it works. It sort of stops the heart, and hopefully it shocks it back into a normal rhythm. Um, but I think in the case of where the heart has stopped, um, what happens is um, the, the shock actually then triggers the brain 
yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think I'll even pretend to, uh, to, uh, to scientifically baffle. I think I'm baffling myself as, uh, as I'm trying to explain it. But um, yeah, they're an amazing device that are now starting to appear in all the places where they could possibly be needed. And I'm, I've got a friend who's, um, whose parents were down at our local mall and uh, luckily there was a, um, a machine there when my friend's dad had, uh, had an episode and um, yeah, because of that, uh, he's still with us today, which is, yeah, just an, an incredible, amazing story. Um, yes, yeah. So, uh, so they're, um, they're two of the, the big things, uh, also, um, preparing for, uh, for different author events that we've got coming up, got a great lineup of authors for, uh, for September and, uh, early October as well, which I'm very excited about, uh, getting our Sunday session musicians, um, confirmed as well, which is really good. I'm, um finalizing the school holiday program for um for october for our october school holidays um which will hopefully prove to be very popular uh and um then we'll be looking ahead to um to december january um yeah just some very exciting times to be working in libraries working in community um on the home front getting ready for um for my son to fly out to japan in november which is pretty exciting and also the end of year um just trying to get the kids through to um the um the last last term of uh of schooling and uh the scary thing is my son's in year 12 so this is his last these last couple of terms of uh of high school and then he's looking at university, which is very, very exciting. Uh, so we've been doing some stuff with, uh, with him, traveling up to our capital city, up to Adelaide, to, uh, to have a chat with um, university staff at open days and that sort of thing to make sure that he's doing the right course for where he wants his career to go uh, and that sort of thing. Yeah, it's um, definitely um, interesting times, busy times. Uh, and in our spare moments, in my spare moments, I'm trying to write and submit as much as I possibly can, uh, finishing off some stories for anthologies and uh, writing a few more, um, picking out some previous stories that I've published as well uh, and sending them off to um, September anthology calls uh, that I'm aware of, which, uh, yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed, um, We'll, uh, I'll hear some good news on those. Uh, and then uh, me and my lovely wife have been binge-watching uh, different TV shows on different platforms, uh, but they all seem to be tied in with books, which I'm very, very excited to see. That's, uh, that's something... The movie... The book seems to always be better than the movie, in my opinion, and in a lot of people's opinions... Um, but the, uh, the movie is only, um, a couple of hours long, uh, with the, 
um, television series, it's an opportunity, uh, even in eight, eight episodes, 10 episodes, 12 episodes, depending on what you actually do, it's, uh, it's an opportunity, especially when, uh, when each episode is about an hour long, uh, 45 minutes to an hour long. It's a, a great chance to actually explore more, uh, like specifically explore certain scenes or, um, delve into more of, uh, of the book. It's, um, yeah, the, um, really, really, really enjoying it. Uh, and what's, what's fun too is, um, knowing about the book, but knowing nothing about the book. Uh, so, uh, great example of this is, um, Little Fires Everywhere, the Reese, Reese, Reese Witherspoon, um, book club book that Reese then jumped on board and was uh, executive producer and also starred in um, this one here. And there's, yeah, that very, very interesting show. Um, my wife and I really enjoyed that one. Um, I reckon was that on Netflix? Ah, oh, it doesn't matter. There's, there's so many streaming services. Uh, we're thinking, oh, we need to drop this one or we need to drop that one and then all of a sudden you stumble across a show that um that you're like no 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 the we'll we'll do it after we finish watching this so that um that was yeah that was a really cool one little little fires everywhere was uh was quite good um and then the forgotten flowers of alice hart is a was a great australian one uh very interesting with the use of flowers as a communication device or as a messaging device. Um, both my wife and I thought that that was pretty cool. Um, and the, the, the whole aspect of, um, domestic violence and, uh, and how that can be used as a, um, a way of telling the story and explaining characters' actions and uh, and that sort of thing. Yes, that um, I reckon we're uh, we're a couple of episodes off the end of that series, end of that season, uh, first season. But the the sad thing is, a lot of times these these series that are based on books are great, but then the fact that they're based on a book means that once the book is over, you can't really... I mean, a, a great um, Game of Thrones is, uh, is a really good series, fantasy series that uh, the, the books exist, but the books, the story didn't finish. Um, George R. R. Martin wasn't able to write the last books before the series got to the point where the last books had to be written. So they, they were able to, with, um, with the writer's permission, of course, were able to sort of steer the, um, the books in the direction or steer the, the series, the characters in the direction that they wanted it to go. And fan, fans may argue that um, it didn't end the best, but it was still very popular and very um, 
it was a good reflection of the books and the characters in the, in the books, uh, but it also sort of went its own way and it sort of had its own style and uh, and that sort of thing. Yeah, which was which is good. Um, although I must admit, I've really only seen uh, episode one, maybe episode two of the first season, and haven't really got into it. Um, another one, uh, Outlander, of course, um, we were sort of watching a bit of Outlander, um, but I've heard that the books are nothing much like the TV series. This, they're kind of like the TV series, but the TV series is very much focused on the, the war and the violence and the, um, rather than the, the love story that the, the, TV series seems to to focus a lot more on um, the sorry the other series that we have been watching, um, and we we just recently finished is Nine Perfect Strangers, and man was that uh, and uh, very very interesting, uh, yeah, and it's it's just sort of plucking these um these names i've i've seen the books comes through um borrowing in and out and in and out uh go out return go out return so um can sort of see that um as a book series uh or as a book they're quite popular um and yeah always always curious about uh not really knowing, and then um, the yeah the the great thing about streaming a series, if you don't like it, like episode one, episode two, if you're not hooked by episode three, find something else. It's uh, it's as easy as that. We uh, we are spoilt for range and spoilt for choice, uh, and especially with all of the different types of services that you can um, subscribe to. Um, and then there are those of us still that uh, that turn around and go, oh, pff, I don't need a television. I don't need streaming services. Um, I've got my books uh, and I love my books. I've got my quiet time um, at, at home in the evening. Uh, and for us writers, I guess, it's... Um, We've got our stories in our heads that uh, that we need the time to get down on on paper to sort of type out on the um, on the laptop, uh, and um, life is short. The uh, if we're too distracted by uh, by television, then um, of course we uh, we won't get all of the stories out, uh, and that will be a true sadness, a true crime. Uh, so, uh, so hopefully we juggle our, our time and our lives enough that uh, that we are able to um, to successfully get that done. So that's, um, I suppose, in a um, a real brief overview. Uh, that's what my life has been like at the moment. Busy, busy, busy. Trying to find the time to write. Uh, trying to find the time to share. Uh, and I, uh, I am really, really, really keen to, uh, to sink my teeth into, um, the, uh, the September 
edition of the World of Myth magazine in uh, in ebook format. Uh, it's um exciting, exciting times indeed. Uh, so um, hopefully, hopefully it uh, it will be out soon. It will have an amazing cover, um, and uh, I guarantee you. <coughs> One hundred and ten percent. It will be worth the wait. So, uh, until then, uh, until our um, next episode, uh, episode two hundred and forty, uh, and and hopefully the interview with the wonderful Jim Bates. Uh, I now sign off. Ciao for now. May uh, may all of your submissions be accepted. Uh, And may all of your stories be brilliant ones.